the name of that place. Oz. Wonderland. Samarkand. Khartoum. These are magic names. Timbuktu. Maine. Say it to yourself. about 5,000 versions of heaven. Everybody's got his own idea. I suspect some people's idea of heaven is a fantastic, enormous Howard Johnson. <laughs> you know, where they got all 28 flavors. They're all there. Air conditioning is on all the time. And there's no line in front of the John. That is one version of heaven. And you are looking at my version of heaven. I am now casting a Finnish bass plug into the Skowhegan branch of the Kennebec River. Isn't that beautiful? This is one of the finest stretches of bass water in the entire state of Maine. And believe me, they've got great bass water in Maine. Look at that. Those lily pads over there. Now, I'll tell you this. Don't expect me to catch a fish. Nobody... Wait a minute. I think I have a weed, yeah. Nobody ever catches a fish when people are watching. I'll tell you that right now. You know, my old man would flip if he saw me doing this. I mean, fishing in the Kennebec River in Maine. When I was a kid, one of the biggest moments of my life came when my old man asked me to go fishing with him. We lived in northern Indiana, and they didn't have anything there. I want to tell you, there was nothing but weeds, telephone poles, and oil refineries. And about ten miles away from our home was this lake. <laughs> what a lake. Cedar Lake. It was, it was probably the biggest mud puddle in the United States. And it was actually a mud puddle. It had a thick growth of scum and algae that stretched from one shore to the next. And the bottom Cedar Lake was entirely paved with old Sears Roebuck tires, standard oil 
five-gallon drums, 17,592,000 Budweiser cans, wait a minute here, and the effluvia of 28 million dead frogs and newts. And you know, on a good night, when the wind was in the right direction, Cedar Lake could be smelled all the way up on the Canadian border, which was a good 600 miles north. Wait a minute here. Uh-huh. <laughs> and the old man, about every two or three weeks in the summertime, he and Harry Gertz, his buddy from the off, they would do a thing called fishing, which actually was an excuse for the men to get away from the women and go out and sit on this lake and hit these rented rowboats. They were made out of... Uh, well, kind of, kind of, well, it was like lead. These rented rowboats, you'd rent them for $2 an hour, and he and Heine Gertz and Zudok and all the guys from the office at 2 o'clock in the morning would roll out to the middle of Cedar Lake. And they'd sit out there with cane poles and minnows, and they had these buckets of beer, which they would hang overboard from the, from the rowboat. And, of course, over the entire lake, was this vast, humming, black cloud of the angriest, meanest mosquitoes ever seen by the eye of man. And it sit among all these mosquitoes, Zudok, Gertz, the old man, a couple of other guys from the office, all night long they just sit and drink beer and swat mosquitoes. Now there was a rumor, incidentally, this lake was totally rimmed with places called uh, the Dreamland Cafe. Down at the far end was the Rosebud Roller Rink. And at 2 o'clock in the morning, you know, when they're sitting out there in their ro- rented rowboat, you could hear the sounds of this organ playing red sails in the sunset. And once in a while, you'd hear a fist fight break out in the Rosebud Cafe or the Dreamland or someplace. You'd hear the sirens. It's fishing. I'm getting up at dawn, see, which meant about, oh, one o'clock in the afternoon, something like that. So I'm getting up at dawn, see, he says to me, I'm about ten, how'd you like to go fishing? Well, <laughs> I mean, you know, fishing to me was, I, I, I dreamed of fishing. I mean, it was a big thing in my life. And so that Saturday night, we went down to Cedar Lake, and boy, the exciting smell. You could just, you could smell that water. And there was a rumor around that there were at least 75 uncaught crappies in that lake. Now, if you've never heard of a crappie, (laughs) 
By the way, there is a fish by that name. I suggest you look it up in your dictionary. It's spelled the way you think it's spelled. There is a fish named Crappy. Now, that fish is a fish designed to live in completely unlivable situations. The Crappy lives among rotting car bodies. It lives among uh, rotting out the tires. And its only goal in life is to occasionally commit suicide by hanging on the bottom of a cane pole. And these guys would sit out there, see, and there'd be thousands of other boats. These guys have got Coleman lamps. They're sitting out there in this green, murky water, fishing for crappies. And every once in a while, a rumor would get out that somebody caught a crappie at the other end of the lake. And 20,000 boats would move as a single boat and get around this guy, and you'd see nothing but boats. In fact, you could walk across the lake on the boats without even touching water. Saturday night, we, we went down, we bought these minnows, we rented a rowboat, Zudok and Gertz were there. Zudok always had a black fuzz. He, he never shaved on the on the weekend. Whenever we, whenever we went fishing, Zudok looked like he was wearing black sandpaper on his chin. So I'm a kid, you know, and I'm all excited. I'm sitting on the end of this boat, and I'm watching the men. And about every ten minutes... Tiny Gertz would say to Zudok, Hey, Zudok, did you hear a one? Did you hear the one about the, uh, the uh, three-legged dachshund, the three Franciscan monks, the defrocked priest, and the bartender on 3rd Avenue? And the old man said, Shit, kids, listen. Oh, man, that was a man's world. I'm sitting in the back of the boat trying to hear those stories, you know, and I'm fishing with my cane pole. And then came that night, sitting out there, and a crappy hit. And I hollered, Hey, I got a crappy! The old man fell over backward in the water, yelling and hollering. There was so much excitement, Zudok fell in and knocked the beer bag off the back of the boat. There was swearing and yelling, and for 20 minutes, the boat is rocking fist fights. And of course, what happened instantly, nine guys yanked their poles up. Have you ever seen nine cane poles tangled in midair? frogs and minnows flying around, bobbers, guys yelling. You could hear guys rowing boats from three, four miles away. You could hear oarlocks creaking. And I sat there in the middle of the oh, there I got another weed. See, that's what happens when you, when you talk. Well, I'll get it off. So anyway, I'm sitting there, see, in the back of the boat digging this thing. It was fantastic. Well, in the space of 20 minutes, we caught 47 crappies. The most crappies ever caught in that lake in one single night in the history of Cedar Lake fishing, which went back, oh, maybe 10,000 years. Forty-seven crappies. There were only 68 crappies known to be in the lake. Tremendous night. Well, three, four o'clock in the morning, I am one giant mosquito bite. I mean, well, you know what a mosquito bite looks like. I was a mosquito bite with feet. Giant mosquito bite. But I was happy. 
I'm telling you, I was out of my bird. We got back in the in the Oldsmobile, the pile of crappies. I don't know whether you've ever smelled a crappie that's lived inside of a Sinclair oil drum for five years. He is a game fish, man. That's a gamey fish. Well, we get back home. And the first thing that happens, the old man runs into the kitchen. It's 4 o'clock in the morning. My mother's asleep. And she gets up, you know, and she shows up in the kitchen looking in there. You know, her eyes are puffy, and she's got these aluminum rheostats on her head. And she's got this rump-sprung Chinese red chenille bathrobe, a little petrified egg on a lapel. You know, she looks in, what's the matter? The old man is sitting there at the kitchen table. Zurak, Gertz, the whole crowd, they got the Valentine beer out. They're having a fantastic time. The old man says to me, kid, and I said, yes, I'm a kid. Yeah. He says, kid, how about a sandwich? So they knocked together a salami sandwich. I'm with the man, see. Then the old man says, look, you're a fisherman, right? I said, yeah. He says, get out in the back and clean the crappies. Have any of you ever cleaned 47 crappies? in the backyard at 4 o'clock in the morning. There is nothing gamier than a crappie. And you ought to see what's inside of them. <laughs> well, I'm cleaning the crappies. I'm covered with scales. I've got this, uh, you know, mosquito bites all over me. There's nine cats from the neighborhood have showed up, two raccoons and a dog. And within five minutes, I've got those fish cleaned. I bring them in. The old man looks at me and he says, now nah, you're really wet. I sat down, of course, all that evening. They've been keeping the stories away from me. And I sat down at the kitchen table with a bottle of knee-high orange. It's four in the morning. Zudok looks across at Gertz, and Zudok says, Hey, Gertz, did you hear the one about the blind umpire in the American League that had called two strikes on Luke Appling and a priest stood up back at third base? Did you hear that one? Well, Gert says, no. The old man leans forward to hear it. I lean forward to hear it. Is there one man among you who at the age of 10 did not want to hear a dirty story? <laughs> I lean forward, and the old man starts to t listen, you know. Gertz is listening. Zudok is telling the rottenness stinkingest story I ever heard in my life. As a matter of fact, some of the words he used, I still don't know what they mean. It's an incredible story. I knew I was hearing a real thing, see. And my mother comes to the door and she says, there's a child listening. Big ears, you know, the one about the pitchers have big ears. The old man says, come on, leave us alone. Let the men alone. We're telling stories. That instant I knew. Not only was I not a kid anymore, I was a fisherman. My God, the old man would flip if he saw me fishing in the Skowhegan branch of the Kennebec River. And by the way, he would appreciate this. All of his life, he did nothing but catch weeds. And I'm keeping on the family tradition. Yeah, I'll get this baby off yet. Oh, there it goes. Lost it. Well, things always work out that way, but by God, I know there are bass in that river. I also know, if you look carefully enough, probably on the bottom there is a Sinclair oil drum. It's kept 
especially for fishermen from Indiana who have traveled all the way to Maine. <laughs> Oh, 
11,200 pounds on the boat. Frank Gleason hooking off.
hard to believe it. Just 400 miles from New York City, Times Square, 6th Avenue, Fun City. It's there. Oz, the yellow brick road. Repeat it to yourself now, right this minute. Say it to yourself. Raise your hand. Look up at the sky. There is a man. By George, there really is a man. And one day, I'm going there.